service that we had this morning. Amen. I celebrate how God moved and how God moved amongst his sons and his daughters. Can we stand to our feet here tonight? Can we get the lights on? Amen. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer and just begin to get our minds on the Lord. Can somebody please turn on the lights? Amen. We need to continue to pray. Our bishop is in Tennessee at the ACJC conference uh, getting additional administration uh, training. We need to pray for the multitude that are fighting sickness. Brother Scotty, he's, he's uh, going through quite a bit of fatigue and not feeling well. Evangelist Simmons with her back. And uh, Jonathan, uh, Sister Vicki, uh, Sister Collins, Jaden. We have many that are fighting sickness, but I know a God that is the great and wise physician. He is our Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord that heals. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer for our church members, our family members, because we are the body of Christ and we are unified. Amen. Can we lift our hands and close our eyes? And we just need to get our minds on the Lord tonight. This morning's service was this morning's service, but God has something in store for us here tonight. Amen. Let's begin to lift our voice all over this sanctuary. Can we begin right now to pray? Can somebody believe with me, those that have been endued with power when the Holy Ghost came? Oh, God of Jacob, we know, God, that there is nothing you cannot do. God, your hand is not shortened that it does not save. Your eye is not blind that it does not see our needs. Or your ear is not heavy that it does not hear our cries. Lord, we lift up those that are fighting sickness. Brother Scotty, evangelist. Simmons. God, I pray right now from our operation of faith in our prayers, God, that those prayers begin to activate things in the atmosphere. God, move on to those that are fighting sickness. God, those that are not feeling well, God, I pray that you commission your angels, God, to minister, God. Lord, begin to heal right now in the name of Jesus. God, we believe it here tonight that you are a God that can do all things exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. God, I pray that you move in the service tonight from the youngest to the oldest. Uh, move on your sons and your daughters. Move on the visitors tonight, God. We've come in with a desperation here in the house. Amen. Can everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. It is so good to see everybody this evening. So good to see our visitor here this evening. I pray that the Lord blesses you and moves upon you. Amen. But I believe that we are a church family, correct? I believe that we have been woven in together in this body. And being a family, we hurt when our family members hurt, correct? We celebrate when our family members celebrate. And I hope it is not embarrassing or uncomfortable, but I would like Brother Matt and Sister Crystal to come to the front. 
we're going to pray for them here tonight because they are our church family. Despite geographical location, they were birthed in this church. Their family is part of this church. And out of the places that they've come in this time of loss, it's here at New Life. And we need to pray for them here tonight. So I'm asking us as a body, amen, I need Luke to please come, Zachariah to please come. You are this family. We're going to pray together. As we know, unfortunately, it was the untimely passing of little Matt who was part of this church for so long. And me as a father, I can't even comprehend their pain and uncertainty and the heartache. You as parents, I know in the mind's eye, we can't even wrap our minds around that type of loss. But one thing we do know is there is a God that weeps with us. There is a God that is our comforter and our counselor. There is a God that is a way maker that is the Prince of Peace, our God of peace. Amen. So tonight I ask that men filled with the Holy Ghost, can we come pray for Matt? Women filled with the Holy Ghost, can we please come pray for Sister Crystal? I'm asking that we get out of our pews. I want Satan to lose ground in this circumstance. And we need to pray for comfort. I said we need to pray for comfort. I don't want to be apathetic to their pain, but empathetic. Come on, church. Right now as a body, this is an operation of unity. Come on, begin to lift your voice right now. Begin to pray. That's it. Come on, lift your voice. That's it. Come on. Focus on the Lord. Begin to lift your voice. Begin to pray for them. That's it. Lord God of Jacob, you are the way maker. God, you are the prince of peace. God, I pray right now, God, that you just begin to move on this couple. God, in this particular time of loss in this family, God, we are in this pain together. God, we long and hurt together. God of Jacob, I pray, God, for a peace that passes all understanding. God, in a joy that's unspeakable. God, we know that there is joy from the morning, oh God. Oh, Lord God, we bind together, God. Lord, and we call down peace. We call down comfort. God, we call down a restoration and a healing. Oh, God, begin to fall right now. God, begin to break loose some things, oh, Lord God. And let it be in the shadow of your wing, oh, God. Bring us, oh, Lord, to that secret place. Oh, come on, church, press. Come on, church, press. Oh, God, healing in Jesus' name. Comfort in Jesus' name. Restoration in Jesus' name. 
God, bring us under the shadow of thy wings, into the feathers of thy compassion, Jesus. Jesus. God, we wait on you for your still small voice. We're being still and knowing that you are God. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to pray. Ensemble, take your time. We're just going to sing unto the Lord. Amen. I'm believing that God is going to move here tonight, even in the midst of heartache. God is going to move in this circumstance. That's it. Intercession. Intercession. I feel the burden and the hurt for the one that I'm praying for. God, that you'll begin to move. Oh, God, you're going to move. God, I believe that you're going to move. Oh, God, we hear the sound of the abundance of rain. That's it, church. We are the body. We are a family. We are a collective. That's it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here comes the comfort. Here comes the rain. God, we're not turning back. We've got to hold on to you, Jesus. Don't get weary in well-doing. God, move. God, that's it. We intercede. We feel that burden. We feel that Begin to move in this place, Jesus. Thank you for moving, God.
Amen. Right now, can we just begin to talk to him all over this place? Right now, can we just begin to appreciate him? How he's moving. How he's comforting that he is mindful of us. Jesus. Somebody just needs to wait on him tonight. And watch your God's wonders. That's it. Some of you are right on the cusp of God moving in the midst of this type of prayer, that intercession and a unifying prayer. There's something that God does in the midst of that. Come on, begin to let it go. God is beginning to break things here tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, church, we're apostolic. We believe in a dynamic God. A God that can do all things. A God that answers by fire. We were born of water and of spirit, and we were born of the fire. Come on, let that power go forth. Speak it into the atmosphere, right on the cusp. If you would let go, watch this service blow wide open. That's it. That's it. Lift your voice. That's it. Lift your voice. That's it. Cry out to your God. That's it. We cry and weep between porch and altar. God, restore what the canker worm has devoured. That's it. Sweep into this place, Elohim. Bo, shalom, Elohim. Come, peace of God.
Amen. These altars are open. Whatever you have need of, we'll pray. What a sweet presence of God, a, a peace in the atmosphere. Keep our minds on the Lord and to see what he does tonight. Jesus, move into this place, God. Set free tonight, God. Deliver, God, tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's it, church. That's it. Let these words minister to you tonight. Amen. This evening, can we close our eyes and lift our hands one more time? I know we got a lot going on, but God is still moving. Can we just begin to lift our voice right now? Thank you, Lord God, that 
You are the God that is mindful of us, that you are conscientious of us. God, you don't overlook our pain and our hurt and our loss. God, you're right in the midst of that type of distress. God, you are the one that gives us rest when we are burdened and heavy laden. God, you are the prince of peace. God, you are the comforter and the counselor. And God, tonight I celebrate that. God, I acknowledge that tonight, God, that you are there in our times of desperation. And Lord, you are moving here tonight. God, you are healing here tonight. God, you are restoring here tonight, God. And, Lord, we believe it. And, Lord, we acknowledge it. And, God, we praise you for it. And, God, the journey may be long, but you have paved a way in that journey. And you are with us in this journey, God. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? The service isn't over yet. And God has constructed this for you. He has fabricated this service for you. Amen. He moved mightily this morning, and I believe he's going to do something additional here tonight. Amen. We're going to sing unto the Lord. Remember, these altars are open. Whatever you have need of, we'll pray. Let us worship him tonight.
Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight? Amen. Our God is worthy of all praise and adoration. Amen. If you feel comfortable in doing so, you can return to your seats here tonight. We've got a, a hot mic. I don't think it's the Lord because he comes with the sound of a trumpet or the voice of many waters. Man, the, the enemy is a little, little concerned here tonight, isn't he? Amen. I'll wait till everybody finds their seats. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Once again, what a wonderful service that we had this morning. It is such a, an honor to have the Hoosier family with us. And thank you so much. We are honored that you allowed us as a church to pray with you. And we are here for you and we love you. Amen. One team, one fight. Amen. We're just going to make a few announcements. That's what was uh, stated before, what was announced before, our bishop is in Tennessee at the ACJC conference with Sister White. Don't forget the end of this month, we have the ACJC general conference in Greenville, Texas. It is the last week of July. We need to continue to pray for the elections, pray that everything be done in decency and order. Uh, don't forget, uh, academy students and parents, we have the mandatory orientation the 30th of July from 10 to 2. As been stated several times, it is required that a parent or a guardian is required to attend. That is part of the curriculum standards. I know that the candy fundraiser is going well. Amen. Now, you know the Bible says confess your faults one to another, correct? I believe there's a scripture that says that, correct? Confess your faults one to another. So I was giving my beautiful wife a hard time about the Reese's king size. I, I, I got myself a Kit Kat king size. And we paid. Amen. So I, I just have to, I had to be honest with you. I had to be forthwith with you or forthright with you. I ate one of those Kit Kats. And I'll be honest with you, Elder, it was good. It's just so good when it hits your lips. You know what I mean? Amen. But I know, I, I know that the uh, students are motivated to do it, and I'm excited to see the, the results of it. We know that Vacation Bible School is coming. That is to be announced. Uh, as stated this morning, we are praying about a veterans or service member as an Army military service member outreach. Uh, we will give information on what that's going to look like, the schedule. But if you have a burden to help out, please get with me or my wife. Amen. We know that we have a massive veterans community. We have a community and an economy that's predicated on the Fort Hood, the military installation. And they need truth. Amen. They need Jesus. Amen. And we need to reach out to them and show them the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So if you are burned or interested in that, please get with me. And then once we get the logistics done, we'll, we'll get together and get it going. Amen. If there are any other announcements to Sunday evening, we're going to receive our Sunday night tithe and half shekel offering. Now, I am going to submit to you a challenge while we are receiving our offering. I would like you to stand up and fist bump somebody that you normally don't talk to. And go, while we are receiving the offering and showing the love of God, find somebody that you normally do not fist bump, amen, or talk to. I talk to about everyone. Well, 
Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight? If God has been good to you, can you give our God a shout of praise in the house? Amen. Our God is good. Amen. Our ensemble may be seated. Amen. If we could get mics off. Amen. Let's make our way to our pews. Once again, it is good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I am just, once again, awestruck on how God moved this morning. Amen. And I'm very thankful for that. Amen. I give honor to the Lord my God tonight. I give honor to our bishop for entrusting me with the service. I'm going to be reading in the book of Exodus chapter 34 verse 10. If we feel comfortable in standing, can we honor the infallible word of God? That means without error. It is perfect in everywhere. Amen. I'm thankful that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. It is something that I can lean on. and It is something I could fight with. Amen. Exodus 34 and 10. Now, this particular portion of scripture, and I have a lot of favorites, but I, I love the dialogue from God to Moses. And Moses just went through a lot of frustration, frustrating times when this was spoken from God to Moses. And he said, behold, I make a covenant before all thy people. Amen. And I will do marvels. I will do marvels. Such has not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord. Amen. For it is a terrible thing I will do with thee. If we feel comfortable in doing so tonight, can we put our Bibles down? And once again, Children of the Most High, the people, the name. Can we lift our voice and go to the Lord in prayer? God has moved this morning and God has moved tonight. And we need to hear from God. Lord God of Jacob, I thank you for your word and your truth. I thankful God that you have plans for us. You have intentions for us us individually and us as a collective. And I pray here tonight, God, that there is a motivation that is bestowed amongst your sons and your daughters, knowing, God, that you have plans for us. And, God, it is to benefit us. It is to grow us. And, God, we desire your wonders here in this place. God, we desire more things. God, we desire depth. God, we desire for you to reveal yourself to this church and this community. God, God, the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. And God, be the voice of truth here tonight. And God, move on us in Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. You may be seated. As we are coming to the end of the book of Exodus... We have Moses sitting on Mount Sinai. Now, this is a point where the golden calf has taken place. 
Unfortunately, 3,000 were killed by the Levites, those that were worshiping and doing despicable things before the calf. And poor Moses, we know that out of his frustration, took the tablets that were written by the very etzpa, or the, that's Hebrew for the finger of God. He took those tablets out of frustration and he smashed it to the ground. We know that after the judgment of the golden calf, he was required once again to go to Mount Sinai and be in the midst of the Shekinah or the glory of of God. And this time he had to write down the Ten Commandments and begin to annotate the law. And I just can imagine how there was a reassurance from God to Moses, but there was a little bit of uncertainty. When you agree, man, what are you going to do with your people? But God encouraged Moses that I am going to do, I'm going to show wonders before any other nation greater than any other nation has seen or peoples have seen. I'm going to do a terrible thing with thee. And tonight I like to preach this particular thought, you haven't seen anything yet. And that is a lot to say from God to Moses. And if we take this particular concept that should encourage us with the future of the church, where God is taking the church, that is a lot to say that what God is going to do with his people, nobody has seen it before. And we know that the children of Israel had witnessed great and terrible and wonderful things from God up to this point. How can anything supersede or be great? than what God has demonstrated with the children of Israel. But God says, it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. I will show you wonders. I will show you marvelous works that you have never seen before. Amen. Now, when God said he's going to do a terrible thing, it's not the word that we think terrible, like a horrific thing, like spiders the size of your face. I can't stand that. Like coconut. I can't stand coconut. Amen. But what God was implying at this particular time comes from the Hebrew word of yare. Yare means to fear, to have reverence, to frighten, to be dreadful, to see a terrible act. But it means in this particular context to stand in awe or to be awed. Man, I want God to awe me. I want to be awestruck of God's wonders and what he has done in our life. Amen. It means honor, respect, to cause astonishment. Man, I want to be astonished what God has done in my individual life, and I want to be astonished with what God is going to do with the church. Amen. And our community. That is something that we should desire, something that we should long for, something that we should pray for. God, show me your wonders. God, astonish me. I want to be shocked and awed of your capability, God. Amen. It needs to, to inspire godly fear, terrify, and awesome. That is a lot of attributes just in the one word. But it means to be awestruck. Psalms 99 says that the name of the Lord is great and terrible. It is wonderful. It is awesome. It, cre it creates 
that awestruck moment between God and his people. The book of Joel says that great and terrible day of the, of the Lord. Amen. Talking about when God shows his judgments, but God shows his wonders. God wants to do a terrible thing with this church. And I think I explained what he meant. He wants to bring his wonders, his miracles, his signs, and his wonders, his capability, his marvelous acts, his healing attributes, his capability. Ability, but he wants to shock this city to show that he is the true and living God and there is no hope but Jesus Christ. Amen. Moses and the children of Israel up to this point of dialogue had experienced 400 years plus of bondage and being in slavery. I don't know. I can only imagine. I can't even comprehend the heartache, the uncertainty, being under the taskmasters of the Egyptians. But God was listening to their prayers. It may have been 400 years of a type of silence, but God was hearing their prayers. God was hearing the cries of their heart to preparing a way for a deliverer in Moses. Man, they have had that that heartache and that frustration and the trial and tribulation, but God was going to show wonders. God revealed himself as a theophany, a manifestation of himself to Moses. I don't remember, Elder, you and I were in the desert many times. I don't remember a bush that is burning but not consumed. And God speaking to that bush, reminding Moses that he is the one that made him, that heard the cry of the people, having a face-to-face conversation with God, the God of the Hebrews. I can only imagine how awestruck Moses was, but God had something greater. God had something that was terrible, something that was awesome for the people. The children of Israel had seen the ten plagues. Man, I remember Dylan was joking around. We were somewhere, and it was nothing but grasshoppers and frogs. And Dylan goes, well, I guess this place is being plagued right now. But I can only imagine that God, through the plagues, was preparing the way for deliverance. So right now, Moses had seen the deliverance of the slaves. Moses got to talk to God, had the opportunity to have dialogue with the God of Israel. But that God had something greater for Moses and the children of Israel. They saw the wonders of the Passover, where it was the curse of the death of the firstborn, and it was a precursor and a foreshadow to the cross and Calvary and Jesus Christ, how blood is a sanctification, and how they saw a deliverance from that type of death. Can you imagine what it was to hear the cries and wails of the Egyptians all throughout that Egyptian city? How they knew that they were spared because God loved them. But God still had something greater for his people. Amen. They got to witness another theophany, a cloud by day and a fire by night. I don't know, but... I haven't seen a pillar of fire lately. Maybe in a forest fire where you have those fire tornadoes. I don't know what is scarier. Fire tornadoes or tornadoes with animals being thrown around inside of it. Amen. But a pillar of fire and a cloud by day, which was a compass for them 
to show them the way to go. And they had to trust wherever that fire was, that pillar of fire, God was there. Wherever that cloud was, God was there. And it was a beacon of hope. It was a compass of hope. Wherever I go, wherever that moved, wherever that stayed, I've got to be right in the midst of those pillars because God is there. But God was telling Moses on that mountain, I still have something greater that you have not seen. No, I have seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for us. Two million people crossing the Red Sea, and you got to see an entire sea part and the enemy being consumed by that sea. I have not seen the parting of any seas recently, but the children of Israel had the opportunity to witness the enemy being consumed by the God of Israel. But God was telling Moses on that mountain, on Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb, in the midst of the glory, I still have something greater for you. Amen. Three days later, children of Israel complaining, I'm going to die. We should have stayed in Egypt. And so we come to this brook, and now it is bitter water. But God said, throw this branch in there. Throw this piece of wood in there, and that bitter water will be sweet. Basically, it's drinkable. God provided them manna and God provided them quail, and God provided their opportunity for their clothes never to wear. Man, I don't know today how many people would eat bread that is raining. I'll eat me some quail. I just have to get the 12-gauge to help me out with that one. And then can you imagine that their American Eagle or their Gap clothes never wore for 40 years? God, what wonders that they got to experience. Manna. Every morning, exactly what you needed. You were told to take what you needed. And then God even planned for the Shabbat or Sabbath, take what you need for Sabbath. And then, oh, you don't like it? I'm going to provide quail. Water from rock. They got to see these wonders. But God told Moses, I still have something greater for you. Amen. They got to see the defeat of Amalek, the building of the altar of Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. The greatest wonder, in my opinion... That God spoke to the children of Israel as they surrounded Mount Sinai. God was a theophany, and he appeared on that mountain like a fiery furnace with thunders and lightnings and spoke to Moses and spoke to the children of Israel. God revealed himself to the people, and Moses had the opportunity to be in the midst of that Shekinah, in the midst of that glory. And, man, they feared, and they were sitting there awestruck of God's theophany. God's power on the mountain. But God still told him, I am still going to show you something you've never seen before. A great and terrible thing which I will do with my people. Amen. Given the Ten Commandments, given the 613 Mosaic Laws, the golden calf, and how God still spared in some of that mist, amen, how Moses prayed for the people, and God gave mercy to those that deserved mercy. And God told Moses, I will do a terrible thing with you, and I will do wonders that you have never seen or experienced. Saying all of that, what have we experienced in our 20 plus years? Cancers falling off, people healed of cancers, people healed of COVID. We've seen legs stretched out, people believe, 
delivered of demonic possession in these altars. God has shown his wonders here at the church for the last 20 years. And those are our testimonies. And those are our memorials. But God is here to tell us as a church, as he does with all his people, I will show you great things that you have never seen before. I am telling you that this next journey that we're going into, that God wants to show his wonders to this church. We need to desire those wonders and trust that God is going to do a great and terrible thing here with the church. We have never going, we are going to see things that we've never seen before. I'm believing that we are going to reach our community in a way that we've never reached before. Whether it's the veterans, whether it's the alcoholics, whether it's the those that are drug abusers, whether it's those that distribute, whatever walk of life. I believe that we are going to reach our city and God is going to do a great and terrible thing here with New Life Apple. Apostolic Church. Uh, somebody clap your hands uh, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I'm believing for healings of families. I'm believing that children will come home. I'm believing that families will be restored. I'm believing relationships within the church will be restored. Why? Because we are in the season of healing. God wants to do great and terrible things with this church. And it's going to start in our individual lives. It's going to start in the church. And I'm believing that it's going to explode to this community. We have seen great things. We have witnessed great things. But those are memorials and testimonies. And I'm sure that Moses was saying, God, what more can you show me? But God has said he, here at this church, he's presenting to this church, I will show you something that you have not seen, something you've never experienced. Does anybody believe that with me here tonight? Satan wants to snuff it out. Satan wants to silence it. Satan wants to mute it. Satan wants to stop its operation. But my God is greater than that. My God is omnipotent, and my God is unstoppable. Amen. Man, this church has been through so much. We've had gains, and unfortunately, we've had losses, but God still has something in store in our individual lives. My God can restore. My God can make new, but God intends to show his wonders here to the church and in our individual apostolic lives. God wants to do something if we would just but believe and trust that we may not be seeing what's going on. We may not hear what's going on. We may not feel what's going on, but God is working in the midst of the situation. Amen. God has so much more for us. And I'm excited to see what God is going to do. And what is great, he chose you. He chose you for what he has in store. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 17 through 22. God bless Texas and the Texas heat, right? It reminds me of preaching in the Philippines. Humidity was 10,000%. 99.9 degrees and the humidity kicked to the heat index of 115. Amen. I love, I love this. And, of course, we're going a little bit earlier uh, in Deuteronomy. We're, we're coming to the end of the 40 years. 
For the Lord your God, and this is Moses preparing the people for the promised land. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and terrible. There's that word again. Which regardeth not persons nor taketh reward. We've got to understand that when things come against us or people come against us, your God is your God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and a terrible God. He doth execute judgment of the fatherless and the widow and loveth the stranger in giving him food and raiment. That means clothes, right? Amen. Love ye therefore the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I'm going to stop right there. How are we going to reach our community if we have a preconceived notion of who comes through our doors? I think this was Moses, God speaking through Moses. Now, you're going to meet all these strangers, but I want you to remember that you were a stranger in Egypt. I want you to remember what he was saying is, I want you to remember where you came from. I want you to remember what I did in your life and the new life that I gave you. In this season of healing, we have to have a community that has the opportunity to be healed. But we've got to be careful of what strangers may come into our congregations, not to have the preconceived notion to snuff out what hope and love and restoration that God has for whoever comes into this sanctuary. We've got to pray. We've got to fast. We've got to intercede. We've got to have a heart that is ready because we, at one time, were like the children of Israel, strangers in Egypt. We were strangers in sin until God gave us a new life. It's funny how something that's 3,000 years old resonates to us today as his church. Thank you, Moses. Amen. Thou shalt fear the Lord God. He shall serve, and to him thou shalt cleave. That means hold on to and swear by his name. He is thy praise. He is your praise. I'm going to say that again. Your God is your praise. Your God is your praise. Your God is your praise, and he is your God. Amen. That have done these things, great and terrible things, which our eyes have seen. Amen. He is your praise. He is your God. It is him that has changed your life. It is him that has demonstrated the wonders that you've experienced thus far. And just be, be prepared. Stay faithful. Stay strong. Understand his promises that it is a great and terrible thing that he wants to do with this church. He wants to show us the eyes of his wonders. Thy fathers went down into Egypt with three score and ten persons. And now the Lord thy God has made thee as the stars of the heavens for the multitudes. Man, can you imagine? So God is demonstrating we started with this group and we've expanded. We've started with this number and we've expanded. I'm believing that for this church. I'm believing that for this community. Does anybody believe with me tonight? Amen. Can we stand to our feet here this evening? I thought we'd have a, just try to encourage message tonight to bring perspective this evening. Thank you for enduring the heat. It's like foreign missions. Amen. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands? 
Thank you, Jesus. God of Jacob, I thank you for what you have done thus far in this church and what you are going to do. I thank you for the lives that you've changed and those that have been with us for 22, 21, 20 years, those that have been in from the beginning. God, are we honor that dedication. And God, we are thankful for those that you've brought into this flock. And God, we are here at this number, but I'm believing that we are going to expand. God, we have so many testimonies, so many memorials, so many miracles. But God, you want to show us a great and terrible thing. God, you want to reveal to individual lives and us as a collective and as a body, God, where you want to take us. And I pray, God, in this season of healing that it is a drive and a motivation and a purpose and an identity, God, to drive forward, God, to the great and terrible thing that you have for us here tonight. God, we have made a proclamation, God, that your plans will come to fruition. God, we make a proclamation tonight, God, that you are going to move in this church and move in this community, and God, bestow burden in our heart, God, for those that are broken and strangers in this land. Oh, God, begin to move in this place, and God, show us your wonders. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? Amen. Remember to pray for our bishop, Sister White, for traveling mercies. Pray for all those that are fighting sickness and having a hard time with their health. Hoosiers, my dearest of friends, so good to see you. Love you all. Amen. Thank you. It was, a, it was an honor and truly a privilege to have the chance to pray with you. May the Lord bless you and keep you tonight. We'll see you Wednesday. Make sure you